episode 15, I'm going to put my clapper down carefully. I've got a little stool in front of me this week and I'm going to pick my cup of tea up because we're having a very relaxed podcast episode as we go into Christmas. Welcome back to all our listeners and viewers. You'll see uh, on YouTube, we're back in a granny studio, but we have our little green screen behind us now, which we think makes it look a little bit cooler. Please give us some feedback if you think it does. We might play around with that screen in the new year. But as always, we are here with lots of information, education, and inspiration inspiration for the running world for you to take that inspiration away and literally run with it. I'm joined by my lovely other half, Gemma Hillier-Moses, who makes another appearance on the podcast, fast becoming every other week, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I do enjoy coming on these episodes, but I think um, I've also enjoyed um, this week replying to all the comments on our YouTube videos. So if you do have any questions, had a really good one about carbohydrates and fueling for longer races. And so hopefully that question was answered. And yeah, it's really nice to be able to dive deep and chat to people on, on our YouTube channel, which is awesome. Yeah, like I said, if you've got any feedback for us or, you know, things that you'd like to see in the new year, maybe any tips on uh, or any uh, things that you'd like us to talk about, then please send them in because it's always useful to hear what our audience wants. We obviously have lots of good topics lined up, particularly over the festive period and into New Year. Um, but sometimes it's good to hear what you're thinking as well. So we're more than happy to take suggestions and your feedback is much appreciated. And please do share the podcast as well. Um, I think I listen to some podcasts and I share them quite regularly with people, especially if I think it's going to be of interest to them. So if you think this is going to be of interest to one of your running friends or family members or whoever it might be, then please do share it with them because if they if you find it useful, then maybe somebody else will too. Uh, and it helps to share the love as well. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, we're going to kick off with running into Christmas. Every year, uh, as well, as many of you will know, some of you may not know, but we coach a lot of different athletes from far and wide, whether that's here in the UK, whether that's abroad. And everybody has different running schedules or if we've got triathletes, they're, they're sometimes winding down a little bit this time of year, but they certainly need to adapt their training through the festive period because a lot of things close, gyms, yeah. swimming pools, there's all those sort of things to think about. Um but a lot of people want to do different things as well, and they're on a different time schedule. So what we decided amongst us was that it'd be really good to go through, well, what do we do over Christmas? How do we run through Christmas? Uh, what should you do or what could you do over the festive period? But also touch on a little bit around New Year as well and starting that New Year in the right way. So Gemma, I'm going to kick off and ask you a question. What have you got planned for Christmas first? You're not running, just what have you got planned in general? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah, well one, I can't believe Christmas is on Monday. Like how quick, Monday, wow. how quick has that come around? And the last month has literally flown by. Um, those of you who are still like me and doing your last minute Christmas shopping, <laughs> trying to get the best gift and the most perfect gift that doesn't exist for anybody. Preparation is key, Preparation as, as we is say. Key. I was done in November. I thought I was done and I literally wasn't. I probably had a couple of presents and that was it. But I thought I was really organized and then just gets harder and harder to buy for people each year. Um, but on the in terms of Christmas plans, so it's been a little bit of a nice period for me the last couple of weeks. So I have, I did the Valencia Marathon and then I've had two weeks, pretty much a week fully off with one run. 
And then the second week, um, a couple of runs and a lot of illnesses. <laughs> so I pretty much had a cold and a cough. And I know a lot of people can relate to this. It's probably the worst time of the year for picking up stuff. I know kids are hanging on at school. My niece Mila. Kirsty's hoping she doesn't pick up anything. You started this with, it's been quite a nice few weeks for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice socially. My social calendar, it's really important to me. And I think this is something to learn. Like as runners, whatever level you are, we are... Um, dedicated to our training but it is also important and part of the training process to switch off so my time and period after a marathon is to switch off when I first started doing a marathon I said that I was going to go on holiday every time after I finished a marathon that hasn't happened yet we are going on holiday in the new year though yeah but I always said the week after but actually I think the week after is the worst because sometimes you do feel the tiredness and that is when you do pick up illnesses but I was very social I had spa days I had trips to London with friends I had carol concerts I had boat parties with run through I had our Christmas party so I've gone full on like take the training diet or write down, as Edwina Sutton said in Morzine, and dial the life stuff up, which has been great, but it's given me like I'm itching to get back into training and routine now, which is nice. I think if you just jump straight back on to training straight after a marathon or your A goal race, you it, feel, it can feel good, but a few weeks down the line, you can get a bit drained. So yeah, I'd say like I'm itching to get back to that routine, no more drinking, <laughs> no more late nights, though I'm sure there'll be a couple of them. Um... But yeah, that's been my last couple of weeks. And I guess we're going up to Darlington for Christmas. We're going heading up north. Well, that was what I was trying to get from you, is what was the plan over Christmas. No, we got there in the I'm end. I'm going to hit you now. <laughs> You're too close to me. I'm allowed to touch you. Um, yeah, but that's also really useful for Very anybody. Because often you have some of your A-goal races just before Christmas or before the end of the year. So so for me, like that understanding what that rest and recovery looks like for me as an athlete, it might other people might relate to it. No, it's a really good point. And it also a little bit of a plug for one of our previous episodes. The first episode that I did with Matt Long, not the most recent one, mm. but the one before that, we talked around rest and recovery and regeneration after big races. Yeah. So I think it's a really good point you make around a lot of people will have had big races towards the back end of the year. It's time to rest, recover, regenerate. This has been the perfect time for you to do that because you've had a lot of social things going on. What I'd also like to add into that mix is if you have got some targets that are maybe coming quite quickly after Christmas, then obviously you, you might need to think about your training more. But don't underestimate uh, how much you're doing and how much that takes out of you over the festive period. Yeah, It's really hard to, to fit everything in and still train at the same level as, as you wish to. So... Um, even with the athletes I coach here in Loughborough on a more regular basis, I know a lot of them have got some goals coming up sort of uh, after Christmas, late January, and then even into the springtime. Uh, and I've made it quite clear to them, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a reduced week in some capacity. We're just going to switch things around a little bit because it, it is a little bit more zapping over Christmas time. You get out of routine. Um, they're just It's a lot more tiring days, a lot of energy spent doing other things. So I think you should always plan that in. And I, we have like jokes around uh, Seb Coe, Steve Avert, those back in the day. Yeah. You know, t I used to train twice on Christmas Day, three times on Christmas Day. Like, yeah, go out for your run if you want to run on Christmas Day. We'll probably go to park run, I imagine, yeah. in Darlington. We'll probably run down, do park run and have another run. But do what you want to do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's family time as well. And I think we've made mistakes in the past. I remember when you, um, at Christmas Day, we went to the Braunston Park Run and you tried to do a session on Christmas Day and I ran around like an, on an easy run in a jumper. 
And you came back and you were like, that was just frustrating because like everyone's out to have a great time. You're trying to do a session. And actually like you're not probably getting the most out of it if you just wait two days to do your session. Like you can easily run on Christmas day. Like I've, you know, this week I've been planning all my athlete schedules and it's so nice to see actually that I've messaged them all being like, what are you up to on Christmas day? Because two weeks ago, no one had a clue. <laughs> they didn't yeah. know where they were or what they wanted to do. And now they're like, oh, we're probably going to go to park run. And I quite like that because it's like, actually start the day active. Like it doesn't matter if you want to, if you do want to lie in bed and not do anything, that's fine as well. But it's nice to see there's kind of a little bit of a shift of people wanting to go be social, get out running. But yeah, like the whole hardcore Rocky mentality of every day is a training day. It, you know, you can manipulate and be flexible with your schedule. It doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, as as Matt said on that podcast, uh, he said we have this, you know, this concept that uh, this westernized culture that work hard, always yeah. we want to work harder, harder is better. And in some context, yes, that, that can be a good thing and others it, it can't be. And I think for me, the big learning on Christmas Day when I tried to do that parkrun, which was quite a few years ago now, and I got my on jacket, Nick, which was even more <laughs> devastating. Um, yeah, but we won't talk about that because I'm still getting over it, even though it was five years ago. Um, but I probably took myself to the wrong environment to train hard that yeah. day. Like I've got nothing against people training hard on Christmas Day if that's what they want to do and it's part of their plan and, you know, and it's what they want to do is the big thing. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't the environment to do it in. Everybody there at Parkrun was there to have a good time, festive. And actually, I should have took myself to an environment where I could still work hard, be on my own and, you know, put myself in the right headspace. And that just wasn't the time to do it. So that was a big learning for me. So a bit of advice for people, if you are looking, you know, to go and have a bit of a blast out at Parkrun on Christmas Day, just be aware it gets very busy. Um, if it's a lap course, you're probably going to end up lapping people, which makes it extremely hard. Uh, you might want to pick a fast one, but if you're just there to have fun, why not, you know, go down a little bit of fancy dress or put a Christmas hat on and, yeah. and just take yourself a little bit less seriously? I think that was a really good point that you made there that it's all like your training over the Christmas period is about what's right for you. So Definitely. there are some people like who will be like training hard because you've got to race first week and second week of January. And that's fine. You've got to be doing, it's like anything, don't look at the generic side of things, look at what's right for you on that day. And that's where over the Christmas period, if you do have some big goals early January, you need do need to prioritize recovery, not traveling everywhere, still eating like well and making sure you keep hydrated and rest and recovery. But actually, if you've just hit a big goal, why not just be flexible and let go a little bit? Like, I, you know, I did a session on Tuesday and I was blowing out my ass. Like I found it really really hard and I was like this is horrible but in my head I know that this period is the right place to do that and the right time for me so I don't need to be chasing goals I don't need to be like prioritizing running over social events like this is the period not to do that for me so um I think it's like knowing what your what your goals and your aims are and what period you are in in your training cycle yeah really good point I think it's also worth noting that like those cycles we've spoken about before it doesn't have to be a seven day cycle we don't have to become obsessed with doing like a long run on a sunday or doing a session on a tuesday i think boxing day is a tuesday this this year people might have plans on boxing day so why not use christmas week when let's be honest everything's all over the shop anyway to give yourself a little bit of structure but maybe get out of the usual structure of a seven day a week and move things around and just go look as long as i'm training consistently and enjoying my training then I'm going to be in a good place ready to, to go into the new year yeah and one of the couple of things bits of advice which usually fall by the wayside when you're during the Christmas periods or you're really busy is things like your stretch and your activation and I think that and your mobility work 
And I think that that's, it's often not the running that causes us issues over these periods. It's like the long driving, sitting down all day, basically being lazy with all your little extras. And it's like one thing advice I'd give people is to try and keep a bit of stretching routine into your into your week or into your day so that you don't tighten up and you don't get sore and, and then just come back to running. So I think if you don't have time for all your training, just making five or 10 minutes a couple of times a week, prioritizing that over the festive period will really help you in the long run. I really like the addition of the walk that we put into Christmas Day. I know we run in the morning and yeah. then after, after Christmas dinner, we'd often do like a little walk. And I quite like that because you're right, we sit a lot on, on Christmas Day and sometimes you can just get stuck in the house and you eat too much like everybody does. So it's quite nice to get out in the fresh air, have a little bit of walk. But I think it just helps with that movement, as you say, and you're just not switching things off yeah. uh, as regularly. And then the, there are other people who will be racing over Christmas as well. Boxing Day handicaps i mean yeah, ours, isn't, yeah. ours isn't happening anymore in barrow no, which is a such shame. a shame because the i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but the school well, call <laughs> them out if you're listening school I, i'm gonna call you out if you're listening make it happen you know i think it's absolutely tragic that you are preventing people from exercising over christmas it's such a good event it's such a positive event it gets people fit active it's really good for mental health um yeah i'll, I'll be honest i'm really pissed off that that event it, no that event <laughs> isn't need, happening i'm going to go that deep i am going deep because it, it was, was a, great a great event yeah. on the social calendar um i think it's a classic case of where people could work together to make something happen somebody's got it on their agenda that they don't want to make it happen so if you're listening to this and that is you come into the office we'll <laughs> speak about how we can make that event happen but i think it's really sad for the community that that isn't happening and hopefully it can be put back on the calendar well, for next year. Yeah, well, Barrow Runners are tr like trying really, really hard to exactly. make it happen. And it's, yeah, it's basically just a school car park that they need to use that we can't use. So, yeah, it, it was a fantastic event. People used to wear fancy dress, a great way to you know get out blast out after christmas day so but there's lots of those around the country i think um going on there is yeah and there's like you say there's always park run and stuff and uh, like you'll have just seen i'm quite passionate about <laughs> events going ahead and i think it's important to be passionate i think it's about it's important to call these people out on it because um I want people to be active and having fun over Christmas. I think there's a lot of people over Christmas who really benefit from seeing people. Yeah, and yeah. that's one of the things I was going to say. Like, you know, if you are not maybe with without family or you're not with a lot of people over Christmas, then park runs a great opportunity to go and see people and be part of a really good community. And that's what running provides. And that's what has annoyed me a little bit about the Boxing Day thing that the Barrow being really proactive and trying to make it happen as a running club. Yeah. And people are just putting up some, you know, some red tape and there's too much red tape around running events these days anyway. But it's a really good opportunity to go out there and see people. So if you are racing over the festive period, you might be taking it seriously and you might be having a go at it. But don't forget that it's a really good time to go and socialise with people, see people. And some of those people might not have as much family or friends as, as you. So it's a really good time to just go and socialise with people uh, and, yeah, cheer people up. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question now. So what does your training look like over the festive period, Liz? Well, as you told me this morning on my run, Gemma, my training is a shambles, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> now, I did give you some wise words of advice. Well, yeah. Not quite practicing what you preach. <laughs> I've just given some harsh truths and really delved into it a, a little bit on a topic that I'm passionate about. And you did this morning to me, which I've taken on board. Have yes, you I, really? I, yes, For once? I've in my mind. <laughs> you know, Gemma said, you should write yourself a plan. I was thinking, God, how am I meant to write myself a plan as well as everybody else? But no, you're right. Um, you know, I've probably not looked after my body as well as I could have the last month or so. 
I've had a bit of a calf niggle and a lot of runners and athletes out there will be able to resonate with this when you know you get back running after a slight niggle, you neglect your strength work and your conditioning and a little bit of rehab, prehab work. And then guess what? You end up picking that niggle back up. So you get a little bit excited and I maybe get into things too quickly. So I've made a decision. Yes, I'm going to map out more of my training. I'm making a conscious effort to get back in the gym as well. Yeah, and I'm good. not waiting till um, January 1st to do that. Because I've heard that so many times recently. Oh, as soon as the new year comes around, I'll do this. And I hear it every year and it really annoys me. Like, get on it now. So I'm going to the gym tomorrow because I can. Good. So I'm going to get on that because it's not just about waiting for the new year to come. If you want to do something, then then you should take action. So I'm going to take action. Um, but my running will involve a nice run out on Christmas Day. Park run. We'll probably run there. Jog around park run, which I always love doing, pacing some friends there, and then a jog home, which is about nine miles, I think, in total. So it ends up being a good good day's work. Nice. We're going to go to Hamsley Forest on Sunday, all being well. And uh, I'm actually going to invite a couple of the NLC athletes in the northeast there. So Chris is, is coming up because he's local. I'm going to speak to a couple other people, see if they fancy it. A couple of the Dalo Harriers might fancy it as well. So that'll be on Boxing Day. No, no. No, no that's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Sorry, yeah. that's on a Sunday. Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, I imagine we'll get out for a jog because we always do. You just said we're going to part run. You're completely losing that. I am losing it. So hang on, I've gone. Go on, get back on track. I'm going to come back on track, fully on track. Christmas Eve, Hampstead Forest falls before the part run. Christmas (laughs) Day, Day, part run. Yes, I'm losing my mind. It's the end of um, nearly the end of year. You've just had a busy year. (laughs) This is is why you can tell I've not written my own plan and I'm thinking (laughs) of it on the spot. Boxing Day, we will probably take a jog. And then I'm really looking forward to going to the peaks later on that week and meeting James. Uh, So James is going to come up with his family, with Nick and Amelia, which will be cool. We're going to do some night running and um, I've got a secret. It's my idea, that. I've got a secret hill session planned in. Oh, have you? Oh, oh yes, good. yes, he has, yeah. I'm always asking for more, so. <laughs> a I wanted surprise. to do like a full day, like 10 hour outing in the peaks, but then I think it's about two hour run, isn't it? <laughs> so I'm not ready for that yet. Can you see what I've cleverly done there? You've asked me what running I'm doing. I've, I've managed to manipulate it back onto your plan. So yeah. I've kind of deviated from my own plan because I've, I've not written past the first five days. You <laughs> <laughs> really said it this morning, didn't I? <laughs> you did, yeah. But your, your plans are written, so I always prioritise other people over myself, which is maybe my downfall. Yeah, but that was that was my idea around going to the Peak District. I'm going to claim that to go out running in the trails and just explore some night running as well. Yeah, and have some fun again. Yeah. Like it still fits the bill of, of training. It still fits with ev- with long term goals into trail running into 2024. So it, it's actually perfect. But it also incorporates you know having some fun between Christmas and New Year. Uh, and then I imagine New Year will have a bit of a quieter one because we, we tend to, don't really get too, too involved with New Year these days. Uh, it's a bit of a party time and I feel like we'll be partied out by then because yeah, of all done. the Christmas socials we've now. had. <laughs> done, done with Christmas. <laughs> I'm done now, I'm done with Christmas. Completed, no completed Christmas <laughs> and it's December the 21st or whatever day it is today. <laughs> I've got all my days all over the shop, but am I right? Is it the 21st? No, it's the 20th, yeah. 20th. 19th yesterday it was uh, Scott's birthday, one of my best mates, and Charlie's birthday, who uses uh, the studio with us and sets it up for us. So, yeah, thanks to Charlie, and happy birthday to Charlie for yesterday. Can I fire another question at you now? Yes, we can. We're doing this very off the cuff. Yeah, but um, <laughs> before we get to New Year, I'm kind of three stages of today's podcast. It was yep. about Christmas, giving people some tips around running through Christmas and the festive period. Hopefully you've had some of those already. Um then I want to go into New Year as part three, 
but mm. not forgetting part two, a lot of people like to goal set in the new year and yeah. uh, they will definitely. People have resolutions and start thinking about goals. Uh, I think it's a really good time now to start thinking yeah. about goals and especially if people have come towards the end of a, of a long block. So goals for 2024, do you want to share any goals, whether it's running goals, life goals, just throw some out there for us so then we can have a look at how we would potentially map that plan out? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll stick to running goals. I think, um, yeah, I probably won't plan any new goals in January because I think we already have the running goals. So one of my first goals is to literally run better downhill <laughs> run better that, downhill that's like, or run faster and and be better whatever you call it throw myself off a cliff <laughs> that type of running roll you know roll down the hill get myself better technically that, that's probably a better way of framing it get myself better technically at running downhill more confident more confident which I think I have got in the last six months um compared to when I first did my first trail race, proper mountain trail race in July, I think like we went to the Lake Districts in October and we ran down some really rocky paths, didn't we? And I was much more confident going down there, but I still need to get a lot more confident on the steep terrain. So I can run down like, so where we where we live, the Beacon, Outwards and Bradgate, like I can run down steep hills there, fine. But it's when it becomes technical, like rooty and just got to let go a bit. And I think um, a lot of it, and I've spoken to one of them, my psychologist, about it, and a lot of it is just around doing it again and again and again. So I just need to practice on that terrain. But I think that's my number one... That is actually my number one goal, because process goal, because I think that will then um, have a big impact on some of my main trail race goals um, in the new year. So if you can throw yourself off a cliff, you'll be not in a good... Not quite, yeah, if, I don't want to... You'll be in a good <laughs> position in 2024. <laughs> let's, not, let's not take that too seriously, because just in case, you no, know, touch it's, wood. <laughs> it's, it's really good, because then if we look at that from a process perspective, so I've put my coach's hat on here, so then if that is a goal of yours, which, which it is, I have to then make sure that the training is planned for you to feel confident going downhill, to be technically better. So we've got to look at, well, what are the technical elements of running downhill? Uh, we may need to throw some drills into that equation. And uh, we may also need to work on things like your leg speed and leg turnover. A lot of people forget about that. So um, a lot of running downhill requires a certain level of, of leg turnover because your legs can only go as fast as, as you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and as they will go. So not like Sonic over here, like Lewis. It's just that. <laughs> well, and also, well, also thrown into that, like me, is that I have a really fast cadence going downhill. Yeah. Um, you tend to have a bit more of a lopy stride. So again, we, we need to work on slightly adapting that cadence, particularly when you're running downhill. But yeah, working on that speed elements and, and maybe some downhill running there. So loads of things to think about of how I get that into the plan for you to be more confident. And I think this is, I'm, I'm glad you've brought this point up because I think it really links nicely to, to my next point is that when we set these goals for ourselves, quite often the mind wants to kind of throw itself right in there. Uh, and it's easy even for me as a coach to think, right, that's a big goal. Let's get to work. Um, but I think it's about layering it in over time and, yeah. being, and being really progressive with it and adding little elements each time and getting you more confident and getting you better um, because you want this goal, obviously, you want to do well in sort of August time, 2024. But this is a goal you'll probably want to continually work on over the next two to three years. Yeah. So we've got a lot of time to play with. And I think the danger here for a lot of people is when they set New Year's resolutions or they set themselves a goal 
is everything goes into January. Like, you know, the gyms are full. Uh, Everyone's like, right, I'm on this now. This is my big goal. And they actually don't think about the long-term plan and being progressive. So actually, you know, if you're setting yourself a goal, have a think about, how are you going to make that a habit? How are you not going to just force the issue in January? How are you going to set yourself progressive targets? So it might be going to the gym, you know, twice a week instead of every day, and then that can up. But how are you going to get beyond January, if if you want to, of course? Yeah, and that's really good advice that people can relate to. And I think from my perspective, so I actually already started the process towards this goal. We've already had the conversation about it, probably in like October, well, end of summer after trail races. Yeah. And then actually pre-Valencia, I started to do some of the eccentric quad work like that I needed to do in terms of to be able to cope better with downhill running. And that's only a small part of it. And then today in the gym, I've already adapted my gym program to to put those exercises in there. So like I'm starting way before January. And so the mind's already on that type of work from a gym perspective. I've also already been to my physio in what was that in early November and we spoke about a lot of instability work so doing squats on like a bozo ball working on the ankles on really unstable surfaces so bringing in a session of that which I've already started to do which means that come January you're building already the foundations and then you start to layer in the other type of work so it's like you're saying you're not just throwing everything at once it's part of a process that's thought about before yeah and and people might just come up with these goals on the spot and that's fine that you're going to start new but a lot of people you can look back and often you you will have started something in the build up to these goals or you will have done something that's contributed towards those goals so it's not just about going gun ho it's actually having some thought process about it and if you're not coached it doesn't mean that you can't do this i would suggest you do sit down and have a look you don't necessarily have to map yourself out a plan but just have a think about how you are going to be to be progressive towards that goal how are you going to improve over time because often consistency does produce the right results and give yourself that time massively consistency and doing the simple things like people think they need to showcase all these incredible things like amazing workouts like hero kind of gym sessions and a lot of the time it's just the small little things that you do and repeat again and again and again but it's also the boring stuff like it's not all the sparkle all the magic all the glam like it is literally like some of it like a lot of people don't enjoy going to the gym or don't enjoy just me, going. Me, <laughs> yeah, me, me. yeah. But I've turned that into I love it. I literally love going to the gym because I'm like I'm working on my weaknesses. But it's nothing special. Like I think people when they do it themselves and see the consistency, it takes months, it takes years. It's the ones if you're just that type of person who gets really excited for a couple of months when you set goals and then it just drops off the face of a cliff. It's like what what are you doing wrong? You've not got your kind of actions and your planning and your habit based stuff ingrained yet and because you're trying to do too much too soon or trying to do things that are too big that you can't fit in with your life you can't fit in with your time so you need to look at the whole process really okay so we've covered um a lot to do with christmas and goal setting do you want to ask me about my goals (laughs) i feel like you're gonna fire that right back at me there yes no so what's um what's your goals i guess from now we're saying not to just do it in the new year so what are your goals kind of from now So one of my goals is, um, I'm not sure if I've shared this on a podcast before, but I'll say it anyway. So one of my goals long term, long term is to uh, get an athlete on the podium at UTMB in one of the finals races. So the finals are the OCC, the CCC and the UTMB main event. Uh, The the 50K is the OCC, which yourself and James will be in this year. 
So no pressure, but <laughs> I'd like to do that in year one. Um, but I know that that might be a long-term process, but it doesn't mean that I don't believe it could happen this year. You know, the likelihood, the likelihood of it happening this year is slim. Uh, absolutely it is. But um, I'm going to do everything I can to, to learn about the event, uh, to learn more about the training, upskilling myself as a coach. We're going out there for a period of time this year, a couple of times, but... Uh, when the event is on, we're going to be out there for around about three weeks. So I'll spend my time immersing myself and throwing myself into conversations and workshops because they do a lot in the week of the UTMB, learning from some of the best in the sport, watching, being on course, crewing. You know, I've, uh, I've already started learning from people who are around this area and having meetings with people, just trying to find out more and more and more about how I can upskill in that area because I've really enjoyed that this year of going on that journey, but I feel like there's so much more that I could learn. Um, but I also think there's a lot that we already bring to the table. So I do believe in my coaching experience and, and coaching expertise, and I feel like a lot of that transitions well from the track, the road, cross-country background into into the trails. And I do feel like I'm at a bit of an advantage there as opposed to somebody who just comes straight into the coaching world who maybe doesn't have that background or somebody who's always been in the trail and mountain background and doesn't have the experience on the other side. So you actually bring something new to, to the table. So my experience is a little bit more limited in trail and mountain. It's probably, you know, 18 months or two years. And if we put that in, I always say, if we put that in kind of baby's terms, mm. I'm only just getting myself out of nappies. So <laughs> I'm still in nappies. Um, but all the other experience I've got from, you know, all the other years in the sport and the experience I'm pulling from other people, yeah. the really good people around me is helping me on the way t to that goal. So even though that's a long-term goal, I feel like I'm working towards it in 2024. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think you're at a great starting point that you've taken two people who've turned to the trails this year. I know James did it quite a few years ago, but to get auto UTMB qualifying and like not really, you know, James had that experience before, but as a coach to be able to do that with two people in your first year of coaching trail running and our first experience of those longer distances, it's pretty, pretty impressive. And like you said, there's lots of learning and places to go and, across the distances if we decide to step up or whatnot but like that you should always be learning shouldn't you like you always say you never stop learning really as a coach yeah it's one of my biggest passions it's it's a goal of mine every year to continue to learn to be in a better place next year than I was this year and I really do feel like I am personally in, in a better place and I feel like the business is in a really strong mm. place in, in a much better place so a lot of my goals that have worked on over 2023 of have happened um we're going to set business goals in 2024 as well which i'm really looking forward to we're going to do that as a team i'll have my own individual coaching goals which if i'm honest i've maybe really never set set in stone i've, I've spoken to psychologists who i work with about this i always had a bit of a fear around that because you're you're almost setting goals for other people even though they're they're, they're your goals and I felt a bit pressured by that. So I'm getting out of my comfort zone with that and not being afraid to set them and, and saying them kind of live on a podcast. Um, and I'll also set some running goals as well. And that's not from a performance element anymore, even though people might look at it and say, well, of course it's performance. You know, you're competing at quite a high level still relatively. 
Um, but they're not performance related for me. They're more health and fitness related. And I really had to get my head around that. I still might perform well. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine to do that. But the reason I'm doing that and the reason I'm setting myself those goals is because I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. And yeah. the results will come secondary as a result of me going to the gym, Gemma. Setting myself <laughs> a plan, Gemma. And Matt doing, Wood will be happy. Yes. <laughs> I've chatted to him about this. sessions. And <laughs> yeah. So just, just being a little bit better. So yeah, they're, they're some of my goals. It shows actually, doesn't it, that... So from a running perspective, your goals have changed from performance to, because obviously you went into coaching, so kind of retired from elite athletics. And then now your goals are health and um, lifestyle related that then have a knock on performance, but it's not your number one goal. Whereas mine is still performance, but it shows how our goals can be different, but they still mean so much to us. It shows everybody is completely different and you, you should understand why you're doing it because that's how you're going to get out of bed in the morning. That's how you're going to be motivated. And I, and I kind of wonder as well if if I had that mentality when I was competing at that, the highest level that, that I competed at, would I have performed better? So would I have yeah. taken the pressure off myself a little bit and gone, you know what, I really want to focus on my nutrition because I want to be healthy. I really want to focus on um, keeping myself fit and well. So I'm going to go to the gym as opposed to seeing everything as performance related. I don't know the answer to that question, I'm being honest. Um, but I think if if I was to reflect on it now, I think you need a balance. You still need some of the, I'm doing this because I want a bloody win. Yeah, and you do need some of that performance because I think that's where you, that mindset helps you to say no to a lot of distractions. Whereas when you're doing it for kind of health and lifestyle, you're often like, well, why wouldn't I do that? Because tomorrow's just an easy run or this, that and the other. Whereas like when you're really gearing up from a performance point of view, and you're looking at, so like I do it sometimes when I look at a marathon and I, I start to get really nervous about what's in the calendar. Like I remember before, um, it was before I was supposed to do Valencia last year and there was four weddings and like, I'm not going to say no to them, but really I shouldn't be going to four weddings like three, two months before a marathon. Like you have to look at that and say, that's not going to help you from a performance point of view. It might make you really happy, <laughs> but it's not going to help. And I think, so having that mindset is really important so you can differentiate between what are my, what are my, goals and why am I doing this if we're doing it for a performance point of view you've got to start cutting things out and you just can't do that yeah and and, and vice versa if you're doing it for like you said the health and fitness side yeah. of it then maybe you can why go not yeah yourself. yeah you know, absolutely go, go but then but then maybe don't beat yourself up on the performance if it doesn't go according to plan because yeah it's like at that stage it's not your priority so yeah. it's like it's looking at what your priorities are and have you got those things aligned I think what I've had a real kind of realization of recently and that's through athletes I coach and, and myself if, if I'm being honest is that sometimes what you get is what you deserve <laughs> is like you know I, I get my injuries because actually I deserve them because I've been neglecting the work sometimes it's not oh, true I don't know <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. Is. Sometimes it's true. It is, like yeah. it's, it's, I've got to hold myself accountable to yeah. that. You know, I've not been the most professional. I've not been the most dedicated. Yeah, I've probably done things a little bit too hard because my body can allow me to do it. But as a result, I break down. So if I look at it and if, if I'm truly honest with myself, I go, well, actually, you know, you you got what you deserved there. Yeah. Um, and similar with some of my athletes, you know, when they get good performances, I look at their training and I go dedicated, disciplined, had their goals set in stone, stuck to it like glue, you know, the communication was spot on. 
the result yeah. came. But vice versa, you know, people saying, oh, I felt really tired on that session. I felt a little bit flat. Things didn't feel right. Well, you know what? Actually, you went out at the weekend. Yeah, no yeah. No surprises. Yeah. Um, so we've got to be realistic and honest with ourselves and we can't just expect things to align if we're not putting it in on, on both sides. Yeah, and like we said before, that you could have the best training, build up the best training plan in the world, and there's, there isn't such a thing, but like you're saying there, well, I didn't work on the rehab stuff, I didn't work on the gym stuff, but if you know your weakness is your mindset and you struggle with performing, like stepping up your game when it comes to race day, then you need to work on your mindset as well. So like we've talked about that loads before, but that's also a problem. People just see the physical, not the mental. Yeah, and I guess the point I'm getting at overall is like, you know, if you have a disappointing performance, sometimes it can be out of your control. Yeah. Absolutely it can. Um, but sometimes you've got to look at the harsh reality of it and go, well, did everything align? Did I do everything properly? You know, am I just expecting a bit too much for what I was prepared to put in? Yeah. Um, and, and I think sometimes we've got to reflect on that and, and be really honest with ourselves. And I think when you're talking about, so like this is a, podcast is about you know the Christmas and then new like year and new goals but actually what about a process of reflecting on your year like there are things that I can look at through my year that say probably would have done that differently probably would have thought about stuff but we probably don't sit down long enough like I journal so it's part of that journal process at the end of this year it goes through like your whole year and what you can you reflect on but that's quite an important process as a runner because there'll be People out there listening who, you know, don't reflect, don't look back, just set new goals. And that's probably not ideal. You need to do your reflection first to then be able to move forward. Because otherwise you're just doing, the, you might make the same mistakes again and again and again. Yeah. I mean, we did that reflections podcast recently, didn't we? Where we sat yeah. down and that was quite nice just to listen to each other talking about what you've learned. And I think it's, you know, we encourage people to go away and do that. And maybe we don't spend long enough doing it. I would say this year I've spent longer doing that than I've ever done before. Yeah. And I found it really helpful. So much so that I feel like I'm in a really good place and I almost like I'm itching for the new year to come round. But as you quite rightly pointed out earlier, I've probably already started. Yeah. And, and I have, to be honest, I've, I've already started implementing what I want to implement, uh, which leads me to my final point. You know, we're going to do a podcast in the new year. New year, new me. Of course we are, because everybody comes up with that saying. Uh, but I just don't believe in it. I just... I just don't believe you are a new you when it comes to the new year. It's just the same person that you're you're trying to upgrade yourself. You're trying to do better. You're trying to learn. But why do we have to wait for January the 1st? January the 1st this year falls on a Monday. We've already got people signing up to our program saying, you know, I'll start on January the 1st. It makes sense to do that. And I get that. It does. And it absolutely does from a financial point of view. You know, yeah. I'm going to start paying for my program on January the 1st. And then it runs in line with, you know, the start of the month perfect but what I've got a problem with is when people always come out and say oh I'm just gonna wait for this I'm just gonna wait for that like my advice to you is just start now yeah just go out and get it done why do we have to start for why do we have to wait to the new year is it purely a mental thing yeah and it probably is it's probably an advertising thing a mental thing like a society thing but I think like you said we've already done a lot of planning before this new year so I don't feel like I'm going to set any goals come January the 1st and it feels like a mental like 
just something a weight lifted off your head like in terms of how relaxed I feel going into the new year because the the hard work's kind of already done setting yourself up for 2024 and like you say we shouldn't do we shouldn't do a podcast called new year <coughs> sorry new year new you because actually that's not what we believe in well I'm gonna <laughs> do it but I'm gonna do it on the basis of calling it out yeah, so you know yeah, yeah. I want people to look at it and go oh this will be interesting yeah um, but actually call that kind of fad that tradition out and it probably it maybe comes from a mentality of we've always set resolutions you know from the minute we we grow up most people in this country go what's your new year's resolution you know yeah. what are you working on this year and actually if you do like if you are listening to this everyone's on a journey of learning and developing and if you come to January 1st and you've only got time in that week to start setting your goals that's fine it's just how you go about doing them and start start differently this year lay your foundations in January and then come next year start doing your reflection and your goal setting in like November December so like there's nothing wrong with doing it in January but just start that process a little bit differently start on January the 2nd <laughs> yeah just to be <laughs> no I'm, I'm and I, I agree like if if that's the time you're going to do it and that's a conscious choice or that's the time you've got then absolutely but I think the key to that in January is looking at how you go beyond January because we see it with event entries in the running world we see it with coaching we see it with the gym memberships as I said earlier we see it with diet fads we see it with everything it's a big spike in January and it's a big drop off come February yeah and and that is a problem because if it if it didn't happen, we wouldn't say it was. A, we wouldn't highlight it as a problem, but it obviously is. So what we've got to look at is like what is going to keep you motivated long term towards your goals. And I think it's really important for people to sit down and go, right, well, I'm feeling motivated now because it's January the first. But what's going to make me feel motivated come January the 29th? You know, yeah. run every day in January. Like, is that really the best thing to be doing? Running every day in January if you've not been running that often. Like, you know, dry January. Like, I'm all for dry January. But like, what's the end goal? What what are you doing it for? Yeah. If you're having a dry January, like what are you gonna do in February? Just go and get smashed every day. You know, if you're doing a dry January, is that so that you can lower your alcohol intake over a period of time? Is that a positive habit that you wanna ingrain in your life? If so, how are you then gonna continue that in February, March, you know, as the months go on? Yeah. And I think that's some, something that everybody should look at. Okay, to wrap this up yeah. and to come full circle, uh, so we've we've gone through Christmas and we've gone through the bit in between as well. We've looked at kind of goal setting and we've gone into the new year and why maybe potentially people shouldn't just wait till January the 1st. But now I want to come all the way back to Christmas because we're tight in this podcast, you know, how to train through Christmas and New Year. And I want to give a few tips on, well, what can you do over Christmas to maybe make training fun, to make it entertaining, to get you out the door? to stop you maybe eating too many Christmas puds or mince pies? What sort of things are you thinking about or maybe do you do with your athletes? Oh, good, <laughs> good question. You put me on the spot yeah, there. I'll put you on the spot. Um, we've already touched on this, but number one, get out training with friends and um, be sociable with it because that is a quite nice way to meet up with people, to make it fun. Like I always look forward to when we get up north to go and run with the Darlow Harriers or go to the park run on Christmas Day. Um 
I mean, it doesn't all need to be fun. I quite like hard sessions. Like I don't like to back off too much over Christmas in terms of like training properly. Um, but it's nice to be social. So that's my number one. You go for your number one and I think of my number two. Okay, <laughs> my number one, and we'll try and do three each. So uh, my number one would be, I really liked when Hainsy used to put like sessions in our program. So Alex, uh, we talk about Alex a lot on the podcast. Uh, he used to put like Christmas sessions in our plan. And one of them was like a Christmas day special. It wasn't that you were running it on Christmas day. It was just called the Christmas day session and it was all around Christmas Day from like uh, there was a, a warm up at the, at the start and it was like right the warm up is like going and starting to unwrap your presence like so take your time you know don't rush into it mm. do your drills make sure you do your strides and then like the first rep was like a longer tempo rep like 10 minutes and this was like right make sure you've turned the oven on you're starting to do the preparation but again you know uh, don't don't just do everything at once you need to save things some things to the end and yeah it was just a really well structured session where it was all related to Christmas day and it just gave these little analogies uh, throughout the session which you could then relate to and think think about throughout so I think be creative with your sessions is something that I would recommend yeah we'll try and share that actually I'll put it in the comments on the YouTube channel yeah, it's you re- can. yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. find it again because we've got I think we've got it on our um, final search workout we've library we've got it on our library definitely yeah I tried yeah. to look through some of the Instagram posts from years but it takes ages to look through them all but yeah I think we'll have it and I'll share it good number two um, number two is be flexible I think no matter what your performance or your goals are over Christmas still be flexible so Christmas is a busy time it is nice to see people and catch up with people so just be flexible you're training if you and also the weather can I mean at the minute it's really mild but if it is snow and ice you know be willing to adapt things as you need to um, and just be flexible in that festive period especially when gyms are shut um, and you can't do some of the work that you would do inside and don't mean flexible as in touching your toes well that as well yeah Yeah, yeah, be flexible keep (laughs) your stretching in (laughs) Okay, my number two is like think about what you've got on your on your doorstep, your environment. Like I've been speaking to a couple of my athletes this week. You know, where where are you? Where are you going to be? What what can we make use of? You know, I wanted to set a hill session for somebody, but like, what's the the longest hill you're going to have access to? So actually, think about the environment you're in and what you've got access to. If you're in somewhere like a really cool place, you know, I've spoken to people where they say I'm going up to the lakes or we're going to the peaks at some point then take advantage of that environment, go and do something cool and, you know, communicate with your coach if you've got a coach or just think of something yourself where you think, actually, I'm going to do that because it's a little bit different and that's going to challenge me. So we're going to do like a head torch run in the dark with our new head torches, which are going to be in our little stockings on Christmas Day. Stockings? That's like well, your main present. Your <laughs> <laughs> You're wishful. That's an expensive stocking filler. Gemma usually puts like <laughs> something like cookies in my stocking or something like that. But yes, I won't eat them all, promise. Number three number three it might not sound as fun and festive and awesome but it's um it's around that keep you know keep in your um stretching your mobility and your activation and little bits of strength work like I come from a clinical Pilates background I am passionate on strength and conditioning around running and I just think that that is actually if when you neglect that for two weeks over the festive period, it does quite a lot to the body. So just keep that in like five minutes every couple of days or every three or four days is enough. But just don't let the body switch off and just sit down the whole time. Basically, I think that's quite important. Really um, important. Yeah. yeah. So uh, um, I'll be working on it as well because I can get lazy. Like I do get lazy over the festive period, like especially at, say, your parents' house where, you know, we don't go, they don't go out for runs or doing some rolling on the floor. I mean, they've got used to me on a 
cricket ball now on the floor <laughs> rolling around they've got used to it but it's not the normal environment is it so like if it doesn't feel like your normal environment just go to your bedroom do five minutes and then you're done just explain to people what you're doing seems a bit weird if, it was, if not it was when i asked your mum one christmas years ago for, for her rolling pin and she was like what are you doing some baking i was like no i'm just gonna roll my calves <laughs> And she just looked at me like, oh, gosh, this is my new daughter-in-law. <laughs> you are passionate about Pilates and stretching and mobility. Are you, are you as passionate about that as I am, the Boxing Day Handicap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, that surprised me, that one. <laughs> uh, number three for me. So I'm going to throw a little bit of an unusual in there. So think about the choices you're making and whether it's you who's making them and in reference to Steve Peters chimp paradox here or whether it's your chimp making those choices for me that would very much revolve around food and eating as much as I want to and eating lots of chocolates but what I've done this year is a little bit of a tip when when I'm going to pick something up I'm like oh I could just eat that cookie and on Christmas day it'll be like right I've had my Christmas pud I've had a bit of yule log there's trifle in the fridge. Like, it's nonstop. There's chocolates yeah. there. I could just dip that in my tea. You know, but is it actually me who wants it, Lewis, yeah. the one who wants to be healthy and fit and active? Or actually, is it just my chimp going, go on, get into that box of quality streets? Yeah. Or, and I think when you question yourself like that, it just gives you that time just to reflect and go, actually, you know what? I'm just going to give that a miss because I don't really want it. I'm just having it for the sake of it. And... I would say to people, you know, just think about that when you're making some decisions over Christmas. Like, is it actually something that I want to do? Similar with your stretching, I guess. Like, if I want to do this, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get it done. Yeah, so. That, that just... is interesting, actually, because that's like, I have a bit of that with alcohol, like, over Christmas. Like, I do I do drink, and I'm getting, like, less and less enjoying drinking because I don't want the next day of how it feels. But I'm also, like, over Christmas, like, I like my chimp around people will be like, come on, get involved because it wants to feel safe. It wants to be part of the gang. It wants to, you know, fit in. But actually I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like I've said, like I, I don't need alcohol to have a good time. I don't need it to you know, have a laugh or get on karaoke. So it's like maybe I need to be a bit stronger and make decisions for myself, not my chimp in my head saying you need to fit in. And that's what I'm going to work on over Christmas is actually I've done my little bit of drinking. <laughs> I'm over it now. And actually, I'm just going to I'm going to work on my own goals and be healthy in that sense. So it is a good point around a lot of those different things, the overindulging, the the doing things that we perhaps wouldn't normally do. Yeah, because there's a there's going to be a lot of those occasions yeah. over the festive period where you're around people that maybe you're not usually around and everyone's doing it. And because everyone's doing it, I'll do it as well. So, and, yeah. And if you really want to do it, that's fine. Like that's you, not your chimp. Exactly. And then and then like everything in moderation is super important. So like having your Christmas pudding or your mince pudding pies and stuff but like you say sometimes we just constantly eat or drink and actually it's not really what we deep down want to do and i think on that note i think we can bring 2023 to a wrap excuse the pun um I've loved bringing the podcast to life in 2023. It's something that we spoke about for ages about doing it. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I hope everybody who's been tuning in and listening has enjoyed it as much as we have. I know every single guest we've had on who I want to thank massively for coming on. Yeah. They give up their time. They come in. They talk about what they're passionate about. So big thanks to all our guests who've been on in 2023. 
We've got big things planned in 2024, which hopefully we'll be able to tell you all about in the new year. Lots and lots of exciting plans for New Levels Coaching, lots of exciting plans for our coaches, lots more brilliant episodes to come. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put out a shorter episode over Christmas for you to enjoy, which is just a little bit of a reflection on everything that we've been through in the year and and the episodes that we've had. So I'm going to do that myself. I'm not going to have a guest on there. I'm going to record it on my own, bit of reflection time because we've been banging on about that this year and I think it's been really helpful. So hopefully you'll find it helpful too. Um, I also want to say a massive thank you to you as our listeners and viewers. They continue to rise and, and it's only small at the moment. We don't care about that as long as the message is getting out there. But it wouldn't be possible, uh, you know, if people weren't listening to it, we wouldn't then, <laughs> we wouldn't do it, of course. But if you continue to share it, if you continue to tell people and you continue to tell us that we're doing a good job and it's positive and it helps you in some way, then we will continue to do this because we know it's powerful for the community. So thank you for, for tuning in and listening. Can I jump in and just say a big well done for you, to you as well, for actually doing this week in, week out. It is hard to keep a podcast going every single week and you committed it, you set a goal, you reflected on what you wanted to do and then you've achieved that and and it's really difficult to do that. So well done for keeping it going, producing some amazing content and like you say, hopefully we can go into next year with lots more episodes, loads more guests and lots more exciting you know, content as well. Definitely, definitely. So for now, we yeah. wish you all a very Merry Christmas. All the best for the new year. We will see you out there on the roads, the trails, the track, the cross country, which has been thick and thick and fast throughout the end of the year. And yes, we wish you all the very best. We'll see you all again in 2024. But thank you very much for all your support in 2023. Thanks, everyone.